We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome into Candlestick Chronicles, a 49ers podcast on the Blue Wire Podcast Network. I'm Kyle Madsen. I write about the 49ers over at NinersWire.com, part of the USA Today Sports Media Group. Chris Biederman not joining me shortly. He is on assignment and taking the week off. So some quick housekeeping before we get to our actual show. Um, it is the first week of April. Chris and I are, like I said, Chris is going to take the week off. We're doing just the one show today. And that'll be it for this week. We'll be back on track doing a couple shows a week, moving into the draft and then and then coming out of the draft. But taking a little time this week, taking a little time off. So this will be the only show this week. We're not going anywhere, though. I promise next week we will be back with our regular our regularly scheduled shows. Easy for me to say. So I've been interested in all the talk about the 49ers quarterback situation that's coming from outside of San Francisco and outside of the Bay Area because you're getting these Kirk Cousins speculations and rumors from from Mike Florio at Pro Football Talk and you're getting the Aaron Rodgers stuff from Craig Carton of, of WFAN out there in New York. He also hosts a show at FS1 talking about the Niners are ready to jump into the to the Aaron Rodgers trade stuff if it falls through with the Jets. And I, I'm, I'm fascinated by all of this. It's so interesting because I, I, I think I get it and where all that's coming from. But I think if you're inside here and you dig even one or two layers in, you see that that stuff doesn't really make sense. So to assist me with this discussion, to help me sort out my thoughts with this, I went into our Rolodex of awesome 49ers beat writers and I picked out Tracy Sandler, one of my very good friends of the show. She is at Tracy Sandler on Instagram. She is at 49ers Fangirl on Twitter and, of course, the host of the Tracy Sandler Show. You can listen to that wherever you get your podcast, part of the Believe Network. Uh, Tracy does a great job over there uh, with her pod. So she jumped on and sorted through these trade rumors and this trade speculation with me. She was down at NFL owners meetings, and I really wanted to pick her brain on what she thought of all this stuff based on her conversations with people and things she heard down at owners meetings. And I... I, I I reached the conclusion after after talking to her that this isn't all as complicated as, as we're all trying to make it out to be. So uh, here's Tracy Sandler. Blue Wire. Hey, this is George Kittle, and you're listening to Candlestick Chronicles. Kittle in Denver territory. Kittle is going to go. Touchdown. Oh, oh. 
Bosa's got him and a second back inside the 30-yard line. Nick Bosa drops Aaron Rodgers for a 13-yard loss. All right, Tracy Sandler's here, friend of the program. I think, I think it's you and Nick Wagner are the two people who are on this show the most. Well, that is an honor. Yeah, no, I, I'm I'm pretty sure if if Nick is one and most times appeared, you I I'm very confident saying you're number two. So congratulations on that. Thank you. Being number two to Nick Nick Wagner is really just like being number one, to be honest, because he's yeah. so above the rest of us. So it's just, I feel really comfortable with that. This is great. He's going to enjoy this. I can't, I can't wait to get his, to get his reaction, but uh, we have you here today uh, recording this Tuesday. Um, You were at owners meetings last week. Sure was. There's some wild 49ers speculation and stuff that I think ties into owners meetings. So you're the perfect person to have on. And I want to touch first on, I guess we'll we'll start. So there's two 49ers related. I don't even want to call them trade rumors, trade right. speculation, trade like just talking points, offseason boredom. I don't know. Mm, I think you may have hit it there with offseason boredom. Yeah. So it involves the 49ers. Craig Carton from WFAN and FS1. He said on his FS1 show that the 49ers are ready to jump into the Aaron Rodgers trade sweepstakes with all of their third round picks and a first round pick next year. And then uh, Mike Florio said that the buzz around and the noise at owners meetings linked Kirk Cousins and the 49ers in a potential trade. So there's a lot to grasp here. So I'm going to put a pin in a couple things. Let's okay. put a pin in the Rogers stuff. Okay. You were at owners meetings. Did you hear any of this noise about Cousins and the 49ers? I did not. I remember being at owners meetings, looking on Twitter and seeing on Twitter that there was noise at the owners meetings about cousins and the 49ers. Hmm. But I, at the owners meetings themselves, <laughs> did not hear the noise. Okay. Uh, I don't know if that's if that made sense, but I think you're understanding what I said there. Yeah, you saw it on Twitter, did not hear it in person exactly while at now, that the doesn't mean it didn't happen that doesn't mean that there wasn't someone at the owners meetings sure. who had a conversation with someone and then was like oh yeah this is happening mm-hmm. Her cousins is like a 49ers rumor forever kind of so is aaron Rodgers, to be honest with you i guess kind of tom brady too but right. um <laughs> we're just gonna go down the list he always seems to be a a you know a rumor for the 49ers i think our our friend, your your co-host, Chris Biederman, who we mm-hmm. love, uh, even though he's obviously a third to me and Nick Wagner. but Co-host first, friend second. Right. <laughs> <laughs> third to me and Nick, Nick Wagner, third, oddly enough. Uh, but sure. he, he tweeted something today that I think really summed it up for me. Uh, and, and kind of a, a similar thought is that you have the 49ers who have like $3 million in, in cap space, who've made it really clear that the reason they can bring in a J- Javon Hargrave and can get Nick Bosa signed to an extension and all of that is because they have two quarterbacks on rookie co- contracts. So, yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for them. I think this conversation, like this this noise, if you will, the speculation, certainly makes a lot of sense that they're going to bring in someone like Kirk Cousins and, and pay him a whole bunch of money that they don't have and 
not do the other things that they've made really clear are their priority. I mean, that's the other thing with these quarterback things that I think are kind of funny. Like they've made it pretty clear how they prioritize building a football team. Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying, you know, you and I talked, I think on my podcast before Tom Brady announced his retirement, how that actually kind of did make sense. You bring him in on a one-year deal. If he wasn't going to retire, that whole thing did make sense. But otherwise, like they've kind of made it clear how they do things. Mm -hmm. And so none of this would really go to their philosophy. Um, so that's kind of my feeling on that. But if your your actual question is, did I personally hear noise at the owners' meetings about Kirk Cousins? Right. I did not. So there's that's the thing is like there was noise at the combine in 2019 because remember the mm -hmm. Cardinals drafted Josh Rose in 2018. 2019, yeah. it was like anybody you talked to at the combine was like, oh yeah, I heard that. But this is like one person saying they heard. So the fact that it wasn't like a buzz around the entire owners' meetings tells me a little something, but. I I think that you you've you've hit on something else here that I think is the biggest takeaway for me is like the 49ers have this quarterback room like on purpose. Mm -hmm. And I think so much of this comes from the Craig Cartons of the world who are in New York. And I I'm not bashing Craig Carton. I'm sure that somebody told him this. Yeah, but, I'm sure he didn't make it up out of thin air. Right. And same thing with Great. Mike Florio with the with the Kirk Cousins stuff. But I think that's from the view of somebody who's not like following the team. Like you're there on a day-to-day -day basis. Mm -hmm. I think if you're just on the outside looking in and you're going, oh, Brock Purdy's hurt and Trey Lance stinks and Sam Darnold stinks, they need a quarterback. Like that makes sense. Like that all tracks. Right. But the 49ers clearly don't believe they need a quarterback. No, they don't. And I think you hit it on the head there. This is their quarterback room on purpose. I mean, this is this is what what they have. And I think people also have a hard time, especially people maybe who aren't in in it and inundated with it every day, believing that Brock Purdy could actually be the guy. I think mm -hmm. everybody loves the story and every and saw how he played. And they were like, they think it's great. And Mr. Irrelevant, the seventh round pick. But the 49ers believe Brock Purdy could be the guy. And this is something I've said a lot. I know I've said it with you on my pod. I think we've even said on this one. Kyle Shanahan trusts Brock Purdy in a way I've never seen him trust a quarterback, not in yeah. San Francisco. So that says everything to me. So that I think is the other thing. I just think the national media and the national narrative can't believe that he could actually be the guy, mm -hmm. but they believe he can be the guy. And they believed they believed that about Trey Lance to start the season in a similar fashion. I think they have a lot more confidence in Brock Purdy, but mm -hmm. in a similar fashion that they have all this stuff around him and that they can make up for any deficiency with what they have around him. Who did they go out and get in free agency and pay a lot of money to? Javon Hargrave. Because that is what they believe in. If their D-line and their defense is so good that it keeps the other team from scoring points all Brock Purdy has to do is get the ball in the hands of Ayuk, Kittle, Samuel, McCaffrey, not make mistakes, and they will win. That mm -hmm. is their philosophy. It's been their philosophy. In 2017, maybe Solomon Thomas was a miss, but it was clear from that moment that their philosophy is to build from the trenches out. And that's who they are. Mm -hmm. So all you really have to do is really even look at them in their entire tenure of the Lynch-Shannon era and know that they're perfectly content with where they are right now. Yeah, they've built a roster and it's it's so like like 
I'm going to try and use a big word and I hope I use it right. Oh, it's antithetical, antithetical to like how it's, <laughs> I don't think I use that right. It's just not how teams right. are built, right? It's just not how teams are built now. No. Like it's quarterback, go get your quarterback. But the Niners clearly didn't draft a quarterback in 17 because they wanted to get, it was Kirk Cousins, but then they got their own cousins and Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. And they rolled to Jimmy Garoppolo and tried to build a roster kind of around him. And I think, I, I don't, if Brock Purdy turns into, I'm not saying he will, but let, let's just go here. If he turns into Patrick Mahomes, they'll have no problem paying him. Absolutely. Because that may, but if you're going to have average quarterback play, which is what most of the quarterbacks are going to be, mm-hmm. like you're just, they're going to pay $15 million for a quarterback room and they're going to have three guys that they feel comfortable with. Like if they were told Brock Purdy wasn't going to take a snap this year, different, I think different conversation. Yeah. So, okay. So you, you think that if Purdy was out, you would, you would, you think they might bring in a guy like Kirk Cousins? I think yes. And here's, and here's why I think, and here's why teams have windows. Okay. And they've, I mean, if you, I know everybody likes to complain that they didn't actually win a Super Bowl, but it's rather impressive to have Mm -hmm. been to three NFC championship games and a Super Bowl in the last several years. I mean, it's a, it's a very impressive resume. For the 49ers. So they have, but they have a window to win it. And mm-hmm. that window is going to close the next couple of years because some at the in the next couple of years, I know it feels like they just signed their extensions, but in a couple of years, it could be two to three. I don't have the exact years in front of me. So you guys don't tweet at me that like the girl didn't know the year, but in the next two to three years, George Kittle's contract's coming up. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner's contract's coming up. Things they're gonna have to pay Brandon Ayuk next year. Like things are going to get more and more expensive. So they have a window in these next two to three years. So I think if they, I, we won't know that we won't know because they weren't told that and they, that was good. But I do believe if Brock Purdy wasn't going to take a snap, then yes, that does change things in the quarterback room because I don't think, I just don't think, and this isn't necessarily not confidence in Trey Lance, like no one's seen enough in Trey Lance to Mm -hmm. say, we can roll the dice. It was very different at the begin- beginning of 2022. You could roll that dice. You could say, let's hope he improves from week one to week 18. And maybe at the tread dead- deadline, if he was like an c- unmitigated disaster, they make a move this year. But I- they don't have that luxury now. Hmm. So they have a window to win this thing. So, yes, I think if that was going to be the case, but that's not going to be the case. So I think they're very happy with the room as is. It feels to me, based on everything that kind of came out of owners' meetings, whether, and this is, I I, I need to state this very clearly. This okay. is not what I think. This is not what I believe. This is not even what I would do. I'm going off of what Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have said, because okay. that's what matters. Like, that, they're, they're the decision makers here. You matter, too. I don't want you to. Thank you. But <laughs> I don't in the scope of who starts at quarterback for the 49ers. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> this is not what I would do, but it looks like, and it sounds like based on everything they've said publicly mm-hmm. that Brock Purdy is like the guy he is. and barring some major leap from Sam Darnold or Trey Lance that makes them look like the second coming of, of Joe Montana, Brock Purdy is going to be the guy. He's the guy. He And they, they both, I mean, Kyle flat out said if he hadn't gotten hurt, it wasn't even a question. And really, the only reason it's a question is because how long are they going to be without him? Mm-hmm. But he's the guy. He's the only person. He's the only person in that room who's shown them that he can lead this team and win games. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's just that. And I think even if Sam Darnold has some sort of like 
revelation of an off season. And even if Trey Lance has a revelation of the off of an off season and they, one of the two of them comes in and starts her game or two and plays fine. Brock Purdy has shown them more and they're not going to take it away from him. And I think the other thing is if you think Brock Purdy is the guy that you have to put him in there and let him to continue, continue to develop and not mess with him mentally. I mean, it's a big thing for quarterbacks. I know people don't give it as much credence or whatever, but as I think they should, but it becomes a thing. And don't forget Kyle Shanahan said, I love quoting this date because people think it makes me so smart that I remember the date, but really it was just our first day talking to him at training camp. But on <laughs> July 26, 2022, then this was obviously a lot changed after it, but Shanahan had said at that point, there was going to be no Jimmy Garoppolo and they had didn't want to mess with Trey's development any more than they already had. And that's a mental thing. That mm-hmm. wasn't a physical thing. In my opinion, that is a mental thing. Hmm. Things changed and they were lucky they got him and all of that. And things changed and there were circumstances kind of that no one could see coming. But if Brock's your guy and he's proven to you he's your guy, when he's ready, you put him in. Not only does Kyle Shanahan trust him, his teammates trust him. Yeah. I mean, he's earned that respect from them and he's the guy. It's his job. It's his job to lose and he's going to get the chance to lose it or keep it, if that makes sense. Right. Yeah. Because, and that's, that's the big thing is like, this is just, who's going to start. That doesn't mean like, I'm not taking regression off the table. Of course. What does he look like post injury? Like, does he move around the pocket the same? Is there some, you know, is is he now looking down at the, at at the rush because he got hit and hurt? Like there's, there's all kinds of questions still about Mm -hmm. his future, but I think, I think it's like, that's it. Like he's just, I don't think it's as complicated as we're trying to make it. It's not. And John Lynch flat out said he's the leader in the clubhouse on it. That's it. I think, you know, they'll know more at 12 weeks, as they said a number of times in terms Mm -hmm. of how much time it's really going to be. But I just I think he's a guy and there's and obviously we don't know. There is something about Brock Purdy. I we don't know what he's going to look like post injury in terms of his throwing ability. Mm -hmm. But in terms of having like staring down the pass rush, I just I don't think. I don't think mm-hmm. it's going to be an issue. And I think he has the benefit of being really young and mm-hmm. it's just not going to be an issue. The other thing that's come up uh, and again, I don't think rumor, but more just speculation uh, is, is the potential of a Trey Lance trade. Mm-hmm. And John Lynch did the thing of like, we don't rule anything out and you know, we, we listen to everything, but we trade just each other if it was a good enough deal. <laughs> right. I just don't think like, to get back to what we were talking about, about like they've built this room on purpose. I don't think they're in a spot where they can afford to trade a quarterback. They're not trading him. At least not right now. Um, I would say, I mean, I just said that as if I know for sure, I'm just going like based on my own gut. Yeah, sure. But I would say the only way here's the only scenario where I think Trey Lance gets traded. Mm. He has a good off season. He shows okay. some stuff in the preseason. Sam Darnold also looks good. And is a solid could be like, so they, all three of them are there. One of them practice squad, whatever. Um, And then come the trade deadline, they need something, whether it be a corner. I don't know what, I mean, at this moment in time, I just don't know. On the trade deadline, they need something. And a team comes to them and is like, we'll give you this for Trey Lance and this one and that one. And your 2032 first round draft pick, because that's the next time you have one. And like that. And that kind of thing, you know, like that, that to me is the only scenario in which Trey Lance gets traded. Otherwise, I just don't see any reason that they would trade him. And I know 
you know, Kyle had made the comment that they're not going to change what they do based on something that happened, you know, in the NFC Championship game. And he said in 20 years of coaching, I'd never seen that. Bobby Turner has never seen that. We're not going to change what we do based on that. I believe that, but I also think based on what happened in the NFC Championship game, like they are going to, they're going to really want to keep the three of them if they can, Mm -hmm. even if they can't dress everybody on game day. But I really think that's the only scenario which Trey gets traded. But I just don't know right now how much that benefits them. And unless, like I said, at the trade deadline, there's something they need and there's a team that wants them. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, that's that's kind of the the whole thing, right? Is like they they have in fact I have the numbers right here. In 2017, they played three quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. One of those was for performance, but but was one was due to injury. 2018, they played three quarterbacks. 2023, mm-hmm. 2021, they played two, and then last year they played four quarterbacks. Yeah. Like yeah, they they're just, not in a position to be getting rid of quarterbacks. Yeah, they're just there. And and if you know Brock Purdy is ready week one and he plays all 17 games, like more power to him. Like that's great. That's that's what San Francisco's hoping for. But I just I, I think that the notion that they need to move on from a quarterback because they have three, uh, or that they need to bring in a quarterback because Brock Purdy is hurt, I just feel like this is all getting overblown. And maybe it's because it's a, a dead time of the offseason. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's it's because other teams are now speculating. I don't know. I just I feel like every Niners trade rumor involving a quarterback just doesn't really make a lot of sense if you dig anywhere beyond the surface level. Yes, I would yeah. agree with that. I That's just kind of where I'm at. Yeah, I absolutely agree with that. And I think it kind of goes back to what we we're saying before. You know, nationally, I think it's kind of a hard story to believe. And, and you mm-hmm. have to remember also, like, as good as the story was, most people never really saw Brock Purdy until the Seattle playoff game. And then I'm going to say most, most people didn't see him until the Eagles game. Yeah. And so maybe the Cowboys game. So I think that's the other thing to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, he struggled a little bit in that first half against Seattle, struggled the entire game. Well, the offensive line and and then Purdy struggled against Dallas and then he gets hurt against the Eagles. Yeah, those are the only three games you watched. And I think, but I think, and if you're, if they aren't the only three games you watch, you look at that Seattle game and say, wow, he struggled in the first half against the Seahawks, but he recovered and got it done. Wow, his offensive line did him no favors in the Dallas game against a very tough defense, but he got it done. The toughest defense he'd faced by far. And they, so I think, you know, again, I think it just goes to if you're not super familiar with what's going on with this team. 
Uh, and I think this team does lend itself, you know, we've talked about this before, to quarterback drama and all the stuff with Jimmy Garoppolo. And I just think people, so now people are really paying attention mm-hmm. and it gives people in this dead time something to talk about. It feels like we're never going to have a normal quarterback situation to talk about. That's not what they do. Like I there's mean, just never like, like the Joe the, Montana Steve Young years. Right. It just, it, it, since Kyle Shanahan took over, there was shitty draft. Kyle Shanahan took well, over. Yeah. I mean that, that, <laughs> that too, but it's just, it, yeah, it's just never, it's, I don't know if it's ever, and maybe, and maybe this is just kind of par for the course. Mm-hmm. Because unless you have Patrick Mahomes or Josh Allen or like Joe Burrow, mm-hmm. and I'm sure there's a couple guys I'm missing, but like there's always going to be some sort of, I think, turmoil. But the I Niners have, the Niners are just leaning into it. And I think that's just going to make this discussion a thing for the next decade. And I think it makes people a little uncomfortable. This is just, yeah. just maybe a hot tech that Kyle Shanahan, he obviously values the position. Quarterback is the support position. But that he's building the team, they build the team in a different way. And I think it does make people uncomfortable, this idea that like, no, we can't, it can't possibly be the seventh round pick. He can't, no, that's not yeah. right. It has to be, they <laughs> need to get like an Aaron Rodgers. But I do think it does make them uncomfortable and he's been successful. He hasn't won at all with it, but he's been successful. And I think you could make the argument that the not winning at all is not been all on the quarterback position. I don't think so. And I get like, and I get, I get on paper, like, let's just wipe out the rules. Mm -hmm. I get why bringing in Lamar Jackson, you can like Kyle Shanahan could make that work. I get why adding Aaron Rodgers to this loaded roster, put him in the Super Bowl. Like I, 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 I get that. Like I get that angle, but that like we're in reality there's salary caps to worry about mm-hmm. and like the Craig Carton thing trading three thirds and a first for Aaron Rodgers a he's hella expensive mm-hmm. b they're gonna need draft picks to bring in cheap talent to supplement all this expensive talent they have exactly I it just <laughs> you know what you know what the, like I, said, I don't remember you, what letter you were on there letter, it, it doesn't a yeah, b or c but d I think it's d are we on D? He's going to the Jets. They're going to get it done. So there's right. that's the other, like he's it's they're going to get it done. The Packers don't want him anymore. This the the relationship is done. They don't want to pay him the money. It, it's finished. Also, just like on a relationship, like he's going to the Jets. Mm-hmm. It's just a matter of time. So there's the other thing. It's not going to fall through. He's going to the Jets. And Adam Schefter said on Sports Center back in January that the Packers aren't trading him in the NFC. Yeah. Much He's less, if they're ranking NFC teams they want to trade him to, the Niners are probably near the bottom. I would say the Niners are the bottom. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if LaFleur was like, oh, we'll trade him anywhere right. before he's going to San Francisco. But they're not, he, they're, he's he's going to the Jets. Like, I think he's going to the Jets. He's going to the Jets. Yeah, I think there's just an impatience because he says he's ready to play for the Jets and there's just not been a trade yet. Yes, so like, and oh, I think gonna fall the through. Packers playing like, we're, we can play this game too. Miss, I hope your darkness retreat was fun. Yeah. We're now in our own darkness retreat and we're going to be there as long as we flip and want to. That's a, that's the, that's the other aspect of this. This is not just selfish. I'm not talking about the 49ers anymore. I don't want to deal with the whole Aaron Rodgers thing. I don't know that anyone, I mean, the jets do, 
but I don't <laughs> know that it works. I mean, that's the other thing. And I know you can make it work with a player or players of certain caliber that you just make it work, but put Aaron Rodgers in that locker room. And I just don't, I just don't, I don't know. Ew. And are you giving up all of that and paying all that money to a guy that after the last three years has been like, yeah, I don't know if I want to keep playing football. Right. Like, so oh. you're, you'd be lucky if you had him for a year. Yeah. And it comes with a lot of stuff. And also I'm going back to D going to the chats. Yeah. <laughs> now with the Kirk cousins thing, this is something that a uh, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Nick Wagner brought up our favorite cast member. Uh, obviously, like, always. like the Vikings were, what were they? 14 and three last year. Mm-hmm. Why, would they tra- why would they trade their quarterback? Well, that's a, a really great question in itself. And they're always competing. I know that they don't seem to be able to make it past the first round of the playoffs, but for the most, like at the end of the day, if you are perennially getting into the playoffs with opportunities to win, you're not trading your quarterback because right. the, even the fact that we are having this conversation shows what a dearth there is in the quarterback market. Who are the Viking and trading him for what to the 49ers? Trey is Lance? That, Trey is Lance that making him like, better? Like, what? It doesn't, it doesn't make any sense. But this goes, okay, so this goes back to, the, I think, kind of the overarching thing and the thing that, that we've gotten to since the beginning of this. It's not like the Niners are trying to move on from Brock Purdy. Yeah. And are, is Brock is is are we sure that Cousins is even better than Brock Purdy? We most certainly are not. Are we certain about that? Brock Purdy in his first year got the Niners the NFC Championship game. Kirk Cousins, the Vikings went fourteen and three, and then got beat by the Giants. And then did yeah. you see how the Giants played against the Eagles? It went bad. It went real, real, real bad. So, <laughs> yeah, no, I don't think we are sure of that at all. And I'm not saying. But time will tell on Brock Purdy. I mean, I, sure. I understand that we have a relatively small sample size, but I mean, from what we've seen, we are not sure that Kirk Cousins is better than Brock Purdy. In fact, I would make an argument, if I were going to make an argument, that with Kirk Cousins, you know what you got. Like, you know mm-hmm. who he is, you know the ceiling, you know where he can get you. With Brock Purdy, you actually don't know. The ceiling could be significantly higher mm-hmm. than it already looks. So. Yeah kind of better i'm just going to and on a rookie contract and on a seventh round draft pick rookie contract so incredibly cheap it is as cheap as it can be mm-hmm. for a draft pick like it, that that's just i mean and i think that's what all of this comes back to and we can we can kind of put a pin in it here but i think that's this all comes back to like the whether it's just not wanting to believe or a a lack of believing or whatever it is. I just don't think when the Niners say, when Kyle Shanahan says, or when John Lynch says Brock's the guy barring some dramatic turnaround from one of the other quarterbacks, like that's the end of it. That's the end of it. It's not not like playing Like this is not smoke and mirrors. It's not. In in this particular situation, it doesn't behoove them to do that. Mm-hmm. There's like no benefit to them for doing that in this particular situation. I think there are other situations, obviously, where the smoke and mirrors thing is good and it's helpful and they do it to like maybe up someone's trade value or whatever it is, or they're right. looking for this, that, or the other, or they're trying to get a guy that they're not going to be able to pay a contract, whatever it is. 
This is not that. No. They, they're saying Brock Purdy is the guy because they believe Brock Purdy is the guy. And that's it. That's like really it. <laughs> and also, do you remember what Trey Lance was saying at Radio Row? Like, yeah, Brock's job. He's earned it. Like, that, yeah. it's pretty clear Trey Lance is being told the same thing. <laughs> exactly. A hundred percent. You would assume that Trey Lance is being told just so you know, next season, Brock is going to be our starting quarterback. Yeah. Unless you and, take a dramatic leap. So unless you take a dramatic leap. So best it out. but it's going to be pretty dramatic because the sample size Brock looks a lot better. I asked Kyle when I thought this was like kind of interesting. Um, and hopefully you guys will too. I asked <laughs> Kyle at the owners meetings uh, when we talked to him on at the, the breakfast Tuesday morning, kind of when he knew that they wanted to keep Brock. Cause he wasn't sure. He said he wasn't sure he was going to make the roster. And then there mm-hmm. was a point where they knew and he said, you know, it was halfway, a little bit through, like maybe halfway through training camp. And then they saw things in the preseason that made them really want to keep him. Hmm. When you look at Trey Lance's preseason, I don't think you've, it's preseason. I'm not, I'm, this is not an indictment on Trey Lance. Right. Future, because who knows? But I'm just saying there's a, that's a, there's a difference there. And there's mm-hmm. a difference in how they would talk about Trey Lance in the preseason. And this, that to me is saying something. Um, so if you think of it that way too, like he's their guy. Yeah. They were both ostensibly starting last year at square one. It's just that Purdy played so much football that his square one was just kind of ahead of where Trey Lance's was. And, and, and this is no fault of Trey Lance's. Mm-hmm. He's, he's, that's not changing. Because right. now he's on square three. I don't know, but like, that's just not changing because he's played more football Yeah, and he's had an opportunity and that's why the, the game is tough and the sport is tough and it's a tough business. And injuries suck, but yeah. That's how it goes sometimes. Well, if the 49ers land out on a franchise quarterback, they will uh, they will certainly take it. But it doesn't sound like any trades of any kind, whether in or out, are, uh, are happening anytime soon. Tracy, you are the very best. Thank you so much. Well, the bet, like Nick, but then you. Right, that's, <laughs> I, I that. that's totally fine. I get that. No, you're the best. I really appreciate you taking time. And uh, we'll, we'll do this again soon. Can't wait. See you, everybody.